Welcome to the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast with your host, Ed Burkeen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, whenever and wherever you may be listening to us. You have your ears locked into the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast. My name is Ed Burkeen. I am your host for these festivities. And joining me, as always, he is the muscle of the podcast, future MMA champion, and voice of all of Southeast Asia. He is the one, the only, the Jaime. What's up, guys? Let's do this. And also joining me, he is my arch nemesis, my tag team partner, and my very best friend. You know him, or used to, from all around the internet, but you can only find his content right here, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Danny Bananas. What's up, fellas? Let's get this show on the road so we can talk about how Jaime's wrong. All right. This is our official WrestleMania breakdown show. We did not do any predictions. That was me and Adam that did it. However, Adam will not be joining us today. So instead, we're going to talk about what happened, not what we think will happen. Uh, gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, how do we feel about it being a two-day show and no takeover? Dan? Uh, just to be clear, I predicted every match correct. I'm um, sure you did not. Oh, I for sure did. Um, and you can't prove me wrong, so that's why you're wrong. Ah, uh, this is true. Um, uh, so I, it's my first year not being there in the past four years um, for obvious reasons. Um, the two-day show, uh, I preferred it i wish there would have been a takeover on friday maybe um takeovers were probably were an amazing events to go to as well um didn't hate it but it mm, I, I i don't know i'm, I'm torn on it i'll just leave See, it at that dan on a show like this we formulate complete and coherent sentences i'm gonna need you to work on that hi may what were your thoughts on it it's a two-day event. They managed to make it work, but some matches just didn't didn't like fit in without crowd reactions. Okay, fair enough. How did you feel about not having a takeover? Uh, well, they're gonna have it eventually, but it's just gonna be on NXT TV. Uh, but I miss the, the action. I miss the crowd. The takeover crowd. They just go crazy. So I miss that, but. We're still going to get the same good action wrestling-wise, so that's a bright side to all of it. All right, well, let's start with the show, shall we? On the pre-show of Dan... How did you feel about it, Ed? I liked it. It felt like it was two distinct shows, both under the WrestleMania brand. TakeOver not having it is... eh, It's a a miss, but it's... I think they made up for it with the content they gave us at Mania. Hmm, interesting. So... Let's start. Can we start the show now? I mean, can I have your permission to run my own podcast, Dan? Uh, no, I'll probably cut you off two or three more times. Okay. All right. The first match of day one was on the pre-show. Cesaro defeated Drew Gulak in four minutes and 25 seconds. What would y'all think? I thought Gulak should have went over there. I thought that should have been a gulak Brian sweep. Give me a star rating there, Dan. 3.5. Hi, May, you're up. I didn't like the ending for as good as much as they're both good wrestlers. I wasn't impressed with the match. I'm giving it a 1.5. Ooh. Hi, May. Jesus, Dan. I gave it a 2 for a lot of the same reasons both of you said. All right, let's move on. First match of the main card was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated the Kabuki Warriors for the women's Tag Team Championships. Jaime, you're up. What do you got? I just can't get enough of Alexa Bliss. But, uh, I'm going to put it at three. All right. Daniel? Um, I am going to put that at three and a half, four, three point seven five. I thought the match was really good. Um, I think Alexa Bliss is one of my favorite storylines, too, with Nikki Cross because... I feel like any day she can... Alexa's such a good heel that any day she can literally turn and 
turn on Nikki, and no, I don't think anybody would be surprised. Like well, I think I agree with you, and I'm one of the most gift, I guess, if you want to call it, um, moments of Mania was Nikki Cross shaking her very fine derriere, and that that was yeah. nice. For me. That, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We give that to Eli Drakes. Yeah. All right. In our third match of the night, it went nine minutes flat. Elias defeated Baron Corbin. This match had to happen. I gave it a three. Jaime, what'd you give it? Two underrated performers, but this is more of a gimmick match. 2.5. And this is where I started to lose my interest. In night one, and this gets a 1.5 for me. Ooh, dark. All right, let's move on. Becky defended her championship against Shayna Baszler. Daniel, you're up. Eight minutes, 30 seconds this took. What'd you give it? Did not understand this match at all. Um, The technique in it was good. I'm going to give it 3.5. When I say I didn't understand it, I don't understand why this match was only eight minutes and thirty seconds. That's oh, what okay. I didn't understand. Oh, I didn't understand. Sense. I didn't understand the runtime in it. I didn't understand the match length. Um, I didn't understand the finish either. Fair enough. Hi, May. Thoughts? Uh, good thing this is only the start of their rivalry because I was expecting either somebody to be pinned or tapped out. But since this is the first one, I'm just gonna give it a three. Fair enough. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Another championship match. Sami Zayn defended his Intercontinental Championship against Daniel Bryan. Dan. Two. 2.5. Really? Why? I hated this match. Um, I'm going to give it a, uh, a two. I didn't like the gimmicks. Like, these two are two of the best performers in Ring of Honor back in the Indies, but they didn't translate. It was more like uh, full of theatrics, full of antics, not much of the wrestling action. So, yeah. Two. Okay. Dan, would you like to give a rebuttal on that? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of with him on that. I just, I didn't like the way the match flowed. I didn't like the gimmick behind it. I, I just... I'm assuming this is going to continue to grow. Um, as far as the rivalry, I don't think this is the last we see them two. I I overall was not impressed with Night One of Mania. Um, okay. Not which you, you and I you and I had that conversation previously that right. I literally had to break up Mania into two, the first night of Mania into two different ones. Um, I mean, I did too, but I fell asleep. So yeah, I didn't. I just had to turn it off because I was getting that disappointed with it. Now you said you wanted this to continue. I assume that means we're going to have to have a third person join Brian and Gulak. Who is that? See, I don't know if you have to have a third person join Brian and Gulak, to be honest. It has to be even, dude. It has to be even. I, I don't know who that could be. Do we still have an indie darling on NXT? Not named the Undisputed Era? That I mean, could possibly join them? There's Ricochet. but he, I mean, he's on the main roster. Seems like he might. No, Ricochet's teaming with Cedric Alexander now, or not Cedric? Yeah, yeah Cedric Alexander. Okay. Chuck Maybe Warner. Noam Dar. Noam Dar still in the roster. Mustafa Ali recently. Maybe Mustafa Ali. Maybe yeah. Mustafa Ali. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll find that out. In a match that I thought may have been the best match of night number one, John Morrison defeated one of the Usos and <laughs> Kofi Kingston in a ladder match. To retain the was it SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and an ending that it I've never seen in a ladder match, and I was totally on board for. Jaime, what did you think? Regardless of the finish, I like the finish because you know it's good storytelling. But regardless of the finish, this was a potential six star match had it been a tag team title match. But since it's a triple threat ladder match, yeah, I'm sticking with yeah. I'll give it a five. Oh, snap. I may coming in hot. Dan, what are your thoughts? So, this is what I'm going to tell you, because like I said, you and I had a conversation previously about it, and I... The, not having the crowd reaction killed this match for me the first time I watched it. Right. 
I went back and rewatched it. I rewound. I, I when I went back and rewatched night one, the rest of it. Uh-huh. I actually rewatched this match because I told you I thought this was probably one of the best matches on the on night one. I just couldn't get into it. When I went back and rewatched it, I was one hundred percent pleased with the pleased with the wrestling, pleased with everything in it. I do think the fans would have still made it better. I'm gonna give it a solid four point five. All right, so we're all in agreement. This is the best match on the card, at least for night one. Yeah. All right. In another banger of a match, Kevin Owens defeated Seth Rollins. Daniel, speak to me. Um, this actually, to me, was the best match. Wow, so you're going to give this a five, huh? Five. Yes, I am giving this a five. Um, this was the best match for me because of the storytelling, the finish, um, what proceeded afterwards, Kevin Owens finally getting that big win, all of that. Like, Everything about that, to me, made this match so much better. All right. Jaime, you're up. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with Dan on the five, but just to put in some opinion, the fact that Buddy Murphy and the Otters of Pain weren't interfering in the match, it was pure KO versus Seth. That's what made it better, that wrestling-wise. So what are you giving this, a five? Yeah, a five. All right, let's move on. Uh, Main event A for the night was Braun Strowman defeating Goldberg in 2 minutes and 10 seconds. I gave it a whopping one star. Daniel, I don't want to hear a breakdown. Just give me your star number and we'll move on. Two. Jaime, same to you. 0.5. Wow. Oh, no, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jaime, so you said something about you you would not be you're you're glad that there's not gonna be fans at the SmackDown after Mania because of the way it ended. Please elaborate. Oh, actually I only said that because I don't want I didn't want to hear you deserve it chance. Because that's what's gonna happen. Bronze going down with the title, he's going to cut a promo on how his journey was, and then fans are going to chant, you deserve it. I just you... don't think he does yet. What? How can you not think Braun deserves it? For one, he's one of the most overfaces in the company. He has became one of the best performers in the company. He's became a hog, and what I mean by that is he's became literally one of the guys that carry the show on their back. He is a Roman. He is a Seth. He is a Kevin Owens. He is one of these guys. He deserves that belt just as much as anybody else. Does it suck that Roman's leukemia cost him that match? Yeah, but I can tell you what. If you put Braun in that match against Goldberg over Roman, you're going to get a better crowd pop for a shitty two-minute and ten-second match more so than you are going to get it from a guy like Roman because the fans are over him. Like, Roman was out of the main title picture for a while. And guess what? You, I don't think you can put him back in that title picture when he comes back unless you turn Braun heel or you turn Roman heel. A Roman heel turn would be great, but you're not going to do that, first of all, because he's your baby, he's your huge baby face. Now Braun's going to carry that belt for a while. He's going to put it on his back, and he's going to show why he deserves it. He won that IC title. Them taking the IC title off of him, for one, was a mistake, but it was a blessing in itself. And if you doesn't, if you don't think he deserves that belt, you by far, sir, do not know wrestling. I'm not. I'm not talking about you know who's over, who's not. There's just a lot of superstars he could have put there that could have gotten like who, like who. Uh, Samoa Joe. Put... Samoa Joe is still available. Samoa Joe is available. Sure. And Samoa, oh, Joe's on the, and Samoa Joe's on the Raw brand, too. Sheamus. Sheamus just came back from injury. Yeah, but I think he's medically got you, cleared. I think he's got you. All right, There's that's no all. The argument's over. All Shelton right. Benjamin. Okay, A guy now you're grasping literally... straws. Let's Once move again, on to the... Raw. Let's move on to the final match of the evening... And that is The Undertaker defeated AJ Styles in a cinematic piece of perfection. Daniel. Uh, 3.5. Explain yourself, sir. 
Um, I thought it was good, but I thought it could have been better. Jaime. I'm going to give this a five. What? I'm going to... I gave it a 5.5. I thought it was the best match, one of the best matches I ever saw. Yeah, yeah. Because they made it work. Like, remember the final deletion on TNA? It's not, you know, it's not, no, yeah. Yeah, it's, Jaime is 100% correct. For what it was supposed to be, it exceeded expectations. Not to mention it was AJ being the best AJ he could be. It was The Undertaker being the best Undertaker he ever was, is, or will be. It worked everything into it. It was perfect. And if that's the last yeah. we see of The Undertaker, until he makes that's his the way to go speech, out. that's the perfect way to say goodbye. I'm all about it. I thought it was perfection. I don't think that's the last we see of The Taker. I think that's the last... La- okay. Listen to you my words, to the sunset. I said, if that is the last we see The Undertaker, I'm okay with it. And it should I mean, be. I mean, I'd be I'd be okay with that too. Don't get me wrong, I would be okay with that. If that's his last match, I'm fine with that. From a three point five, from a cinematic standpoint, I thought they could have did a lot more with that match. That's why I gave it a three point five. I was thoroughly entertained, thoroughly entertained, but I don't think it was five point five star worthy. Okay, fine. Okay, all right. So let's crunch some stats here real quick. Daniel, I'm going to see if you're true to your word. What was the best match of the of the card for night one? Um, it was KO and Rollins. You gave that a five. That is correct. Jaime, what was the best match of the card? Uh, if I'm going to choose two between the two ones I ranked five, I'm taking the Taker AJ. You actually gave Boneyard three match. matches a five. Okay. Uh, so I it's thought... still Taker AJ. I thought Taker AJ was the best. What was the worst, gentlemen? Jaime, what was the worst one? You know what I'm going to say here. Braun of course, it's going to be Braun Goldberg. Daniel? Oh. I don't remember what I gave the lowest star rating to. <laughs> Elias um, Corbin. Yeah. That, and I, I also gave it to Braun Goldberg. You guys ready to move on tonight, too? Yeah, absolutely. All right, night two, we had ten matches on the card, although we only saw nine, as one of them was a dark match, but it was a history-breaking dark match. Um, On the pre-show, we had Liv Morgan take on Natalia in a match that I was in the bathroom for, and not for a good reason. Stomach bugs are a terrible thing, and not that kind of stomach bug. Uh, it went six minutes and twenty five seconds. I rewatched it. Was very lukewarm on it. Gave it two point five. Jaime, what'd you got? I'm going. I'm going to give it three. Just because I admire both wrestlers. Okay. Not really about a match. So yeah. Fair enough. Uh, by the way, we will have a hot girl of the show, and she is coming later. Daniel. Uh, I'm gonna give it three point seven five because. Liv Morgan looks really good. Uh, uh, fair enough. All right. Speaking of the women's division, Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship. This match went 20 minutes and 30 seconds. Longer than any match on night one. And it was the first match of night two. Daniel, how'd you feel about it? Okay. 4.5 stars. Ooh, that's um, pretty high praise from you, buddy. Explain. Great match, great storytelling. Let me tell you something. What you saw Rhea Ripley do when she was telling the story with her knee, um, from someone that is young as her, and that's her first big stage match on WrestleMania, yes, she's had takeover matches and everything like that, but, man, that girl can tell a story, and she can tell it well. And any match that Charlotte's Charlotte's big game Charlotte. She steps up every time there's a big match, and she has to do it. And I think Becky and Shayna could have did the same thing, which is why I didn't understand why that match only went 8 minutes and 30 seconds. Fair enough. Jaime, what'd you give it? Um, I totally agree with Dan, and I'm going to add some info just because I just found out that Rhea Ripley lost the match to Charlotte, lost the title to Charlotte because of visa issues. 
that's one of the rumors swirling as to why she dropped the belt when they could have put a good storytelling. But all the rest, I agree with Dan. I'm also giving it a 4.5 for all the same reasons. I just wanted to share what I found out about it. You stay off the Twitter there, Jaime. All right. Alistair Black defeated Bobby Lashley in 7 minutes and 20 seconds. And the next night on Raw, Lashley hinted he needed to get a new wife. (laughs) Is there trouble in Paradise Daniel? Thank God this is almost over. Um, the match itself, I'm going to give it three stars. Oh, okay. Uh, it, this is so tough for me because night two, you'll you'll come to learn that I enjoyed night two a lot more than night one. I did too. Um, which doesn't seem to be the popular opinion among most, by the way. I don't understand that. I thought night two was superiorly better. Um, so did I. Um, but I will say that I like the fact that it looked like Aleister Black got, in air quotes, taken close to his limits um, in that match. It showed, like, because he's been doing nothing but squash match after squash match after squash match. Um, Say that the, follow- times fast. the following night on Raw, he was, it was a good match again against Apollo. Um, but yeah. I, I just... Which has I'm been over- referred to as Lashley Light, by the way. Um, I'm just over the... Lashley Lana storyline, and I hope that ends soon. It won't, buddy. It won't. Hi, May. Give me a match rating. I'm um, giving it a three. Oh, we're all in agreement. Threes across the board. All right. I'm not going to ask you for commentary on that, mainly because you are going to give up. Well, you gave me the hot girl of the show, and it comes from our next match. Eight minutes and 15 seconds is all it took for Otis to defeat Dolph Ziggler. And Carrie, the hot girl of the show, the very, very beautiful Mandy Rose, off into the sunset. They shared a smooch, WrestleMania moment. Loved it, love Otis, love Mandy, loved everything about it. That being said, gave it a four stars. Jaime, go. Mandy. Okay, that was yeah. creepy. I gave it a four as well. I like the storytelling. Daniel? Um... Oh, I gave the match a 2.75. The storytelling, the way the whole thing played out, which I didn't want to take into consideration because, like I said, I enjoyed Night 2 so much more. I had to to give a match an undeserving rating, and it was this one. So what are you going to give it? 2.75? Given it a 2.75, but it doesn't deserve that. Okay, let's move on, I guess. You'll, underst- you'll understand why. Like, Because you don't want to be too over on one night. I get it. It doesn't. It's stupid, but I get it. Edge defeated Randy Orton in 36 minutes and 35 seconds in a match that even my girlfriend watched and may have been drooling just a little bit on. Jaime, you're up. Tell me, Edge Orton, good? I'm giving my first five of the night. Like, this is one of the best false Count Anywhere matches in recent memory. Fair enough, Daniel. 4.75. Sorry, Jaime, I cut you off there. Finish your sentence. Yeah, that's that's, that's all I have to say. It's one of the best... False count anywhere matches in recent memory. Right. Okay. Danny? 4.75. Um, it's a great match. Amazing match. I wish there would have been more technical wrestling in the ring, though. Fair enough. All right, Dan, this next one's for you. The Street Profits defeated Garza and Theory in 6 minutes and 20 seconds. I added this 3.5. What do you got there, Brozov? I have it the same. 3.5. Okay. Why? Um, probably one of the best tag team matches that you can see in a while. All four of those guys can go. Uh, Austin Theory, man, that kid's going to be a star for years to come. I told you guys about him about a year ago. I'm high on him right now. Uh, Yeah, I told you guys about him about a year and a half, two years ago, though. Um, just to toot my own horn. Uh, Um, we were recording shows back then. What? 
I said, if only those recordings of those shows weren't deleted off of YouTube, like, yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I, I thought this was a really good match, um, and I thought what happened after the match was a great way to introduce Bianca Belair into the Raw roster. And a great way to introduce the relationship that she has with her husband, and it also opens up the possibility to bring the Usos and Naomi into that as well to start a feud there. Uh, two separate shows. Cool. It, dude, shows are shows. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it doesn't. We're, but they no, really have but think about it. Think about it, where we're at on the calendar. We just had Mania, which means in two weeks we sh- should have another shakeup or something, right? We'll see. We Isn't should. We'll see. Yeah, Night we'll of see. Champions. The Usos become champions. Street Profits hold the belt. There you go. Jaime's thinking. Just saying, the dynamic is there. Jaime, what'd you give this match? Uh, this match had a lot to offer, but for what it was at Mania, yeah, it's fair to give them just a four. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. Bailey defended her championship against Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. 19 minutes and 20 seconds. Multi-person match. Not a big fan. Three stars. Daniel. Uh, go. 2.75. Why? I... Bailey should have lost the belt in some way, shape, or form. I know this opens up another possible Sasha Bailey feud. I'm over heel Bailey. Um, I think she's doing good work, but I think she needs to chase again as a heel and talk about how it was. I, th- I think the storyline would have been better if it would have went how it was so unfair that she had to face five people, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Hi, May. I was expecting a betrayal. Uh, 2.5. Oh, wow. So we're all low on that match. All right. Let's move on. Bray Wyatt defeated John Cena, and I guess it was a match. It seemed more like a elongated vignette. Segment. Yeah, although we did have John Cena in the NWO. We saw John Cena recreate his uh, opening promo, which was kind of awesome. He was the doctor of thugonomics again. It was really like a career retrospective for Cena. I thought it was done exceptionally well. I like the part where Bray said, you can look, but you can't touch. And then he did the ballot work to yeah. taunt Cena. That was savage. Major coolness right there. Dan. I am not going first. You two are going before I go on this match. Fair enough. I just went. Jaime, this is your turn, I guess. You didn't give it a star rating. Oh, four and a half. Yeah. For a match that you know didn't really produce lots of wrestling... It's fair to give them four and a half. I liked it. I did too. Daniel, shit all over it. I give this match 5.5 stars. What? Okay, sir. By far my favorite. This was by far my favorite part of Mania Night 2. If you guys remember when I sent the hard eyes in the chat, I sent the hard eyes in the chat after this segment. After this whole match. I watched. I, I watched this at three a.m. So. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I, I'm not. Ex- but I'm just saying, like, like to put present to when I sent that. I sent that after this. This was by far my favorite part of night two. Um, for one, I think this is a Cena killer, which is not what I'm happy about. What I mean by Cena killer is, I, I think he's done for a while. Like, I don't think we get him maybe till SummerSlam again. Um, but, man, just the way this whole thing was done, the fact that John was down to do this, it shows so much about his character. It shows so much about how much they trust Bray. Because a lot of this looks like Bray's ideas. Like, yeah. a lot of this whole segment looked like it was Bray's idea and stuff like that. I absolutely loved all a lot of it. Of it looks like Jeff Jarrett's ideas. <coughs> I think that this is so- – I feel like this was something that if you did not like this, you don't understand storytelling and wrestling. Which clearly all three of us did like this, but this was my favorite part, and I knew it was going to shock the hell out of you. So it was better than Taker and AJ. Yes, by far done much better than Taker and AJ. Fair enough. The main event of the evening and of WrestleMania: Drew McIntyre defeated Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Lesnar. Lesnar. 
in four minutes and 35 seconds, the score was three F5, or what, four F5s to three Claymores. Lesnar goes down. I gave it four stars simply for the moment at the end and for the hope it gives me that Heath Slater could be a world champion at some point in his career. Daniel, go. Uh, I give this one four. Okay. Um, for one, it's taking the title off Brock, which I'm always a fan of. Um, and for two, like you said, it, it just shows the path that McIntyre went. Um, the pure raw emotion. And, and I think it was believable. I think it was believable. Clearly, it was nothing but big move after big move after big move. But it had to be. Exactly. But this was, something that, this was something that I really enjoyed as well. Okay, fair enough. Hi, May. I'm giving this one a five just because it happened. Like this, I was predicting this to be the story of WrestleMania 2019. Drew wins the Rumble. Remember our prediction show for 2019 Rumble? Drew, Drew wins the Rumble. Drew takes a title off Brock. Uh, it happened eventually. Okay. A year later. So I like it. I'm a fan of it. Everything that I thought about it happened. Just a year delayed, but still happened. Fair enough. All right. And in the dark match, I promised it would be history breaking. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated the Big Show for the championship. That was the 19th match of the weekend for WrestleMania. It was also put the Big Show in special company. The Big Show is the only man to challenge for the WWE Championship, WWF, or any incarnation of a world championship in the W in four different decades. So think about that for a second. The Big Show challenged for a world championship in the WWE in four different decades. How about that? Wow. Wow. All right, let's break down some time before we get your overall thoughts on the show. Officially, there were 19 matches on the card that lasted 3 hours, 52 minutes, and 35 seconds. Nine titles were on the line. Five of them were defended successfully. Four of them changed hands. The best match, at least for me, was the main event of night number one, which was Taker versus AJ. Jaime... You gave four matches a five-star rating, including the ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, KO versus Seth, Taker and AJ, and Drew and Brock. Dan, your best match of the night, or match of the weekend, by far, you said, was Bray and Cena. I gave now, my... Now, 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 I just want to preface this. That was not the best wrestling match of the night. That was the best cinematic event of the night. Hey, it is called Sports Entertainment... What was my best star-rated match? Star-rated match, you gave two matches a five-star rating, Edge and Randy Orton, and Kevin Rollins and Seth... Or Kevin, Kevin Rollins Owens and, Seth, and Seth, Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, the worst match on the card, at least for me, was the eighth match of Saturday, which was Braun and Goldberg. Jaime, you... Let's see. You gave a .5 to the same match, and Daniel, you gave a... 1.5 was your lowest rating, and you gave it to Elias defeating Baron Corbin. All that jive with y'all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's fair. All right. Daniel, I want to hear from you first. No, you know what? Let's go to Jaime first. Overall, both nights combined, what did you think? Give me one through five. Let's go. You know, with all oh, one to five overall thoughts. Uh, yeah. Should I rank them or just what I think about no, it? No, Jaime, we've done this before. It's a simple question. On a scale of 1 to 5, on a star rating scale, Okay. rate WrestleMania 36. They managed to pull it off. So I give credit where it's due. I'll give them a 4 for that. That that, that seemed way more... I know, I know there's a language barrier between us, but it's been three years, Jaime. Our first show was... <laughs> The Wednesday <laughs> after WrestleMania 33. It is now WrestleMania 36. Our format hasn't changed all that much. We pretty much do the same thing over and over and over again, albeit we do take nine-month breaks sometimes. <laughs> this should not be this difficult. Daniel, go! I mean, do you want me to rate it, uh, each one one by 
<laughs> I give it a three and a half star. Three and a half? I love you, buddy. Hi, man. That's racist. Yeah. He said, yeah. <laughs> go fuck. Basically, tell yeah. me to go fuck myself. I, I can right. take it from you, bros. <laughs> Let's talk about something. Mania's over. Mania's done. We're closing the door. WrestleMania. It's a wrap. Now, we did mention a few things that I did want to talk about. Uh, let's start with Otis and Ziggler. Is this done with? Absolutely not. How long until Mandy Rose breaks Otis's heart? Uh, a WWE love storyline is at least another good six months after the woman changes man. Ooh, hot take there. Are you basing this off Lana? Yes. Jaime, what do you think? How long until Mandy Rose breaks Otis's heart? Until Tino Sabatelli gets called up. I don't know who that is. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, now, I brought it up earlier. The Street Profits and the main squeeze of the little guy. Um, it seems like they're a thing now. Bianca Belair is who I was looking for there. Um, how long until we see the Usos take them on, Dan? I don't think that happens anytime soon. I think y'all are smoking the good trees. Boy, I wish. Jaime, how long until Charlotte Flair defends her NXT championship? SummerSlam? The takeover Six before months? SummerSlam? All right, let's move on. Dan, Dan, Dan. Who's the next challenger for the Miz and Morrison? The Usos. Okay. You don't think New Day's going to come back at all, do you? Nah, I don't. I think they're done soon. You don't think they'll be the eight-time W-W? No? Not you mm, think, huh? Maybe. I don't know. Who's the, What's the longest reigning? Like, what's the most amount of tag title wins? Eight. Is eight's the most? No, seven's ever? the most. It's... Uh, them, the Usos, and the Dudleys, I believe. No, I feel like it's like 12 or something like that. Well, if you count all the ones the Dudleys have owned entirely, then yeah, it's a ridiculous amount. But I, I believe... believe I'm about to look it up. Hold that thought. Alright, let's go to you, Jaime, Elias, Corbin. What's next for these two? Uh, another match, and then it's done. You think they this keeps going? Yeah, until the next pay-per-view. It will be interesting, though, to see if we could get Rob Gronkowski and Mojo Rowley involved. Okay. They sort of got involved already when Rob Gronkowski debuted on SmackDown. So That's it will true. be interesting to put them together in a storyline, all of them. Dan, you're a football guy. Talk to me about this. Does this count for Rob Gronkowski as being a world champion? He's Absolutely. Already... He is the WWE World 24-7 champion. <laughs> uh, maybe it is eight. Maybe eight is the top with um, the Dudleys for just the for just oh. WWE. You mean a guy that's written books about wrestling history knew a wrestling history fact? But, like, what's the most tag title wins, period. Oh, bro, come on. You can't do that because of everybody that switched in the 80s and 90s, man. It's probably in the mid-teens. You look at somebody like Public Enemy. Alright, so I'm going to say that the New Day stick around. They break that title reign, and they are the nine time, is what I think it gets to. Fair enough. Uh, is this, Dan... Is this the last for Edge? Does he challenge Absolutely for not. No, I'm pretty sure he just signed like a two or three year deal. So are we going to see him in the world title picture on SmackDown? Mm, maybe eventually. Okay. Not for a while. Not I against Strong. AJ Styles lost. AJ's on SmackDown, correct? Yeah, correct. How, how oh, s- no, Raw. He's on Raw. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to play a little loose with the rules. How psyched would you be for an Edge AJ feud? That's if if there's since AJ got buried, if there's one way to reintroduce AJ to the mix, that's got to be Edge. Dan, do you agree? 
Yeah, I do think I know you pretty damn well, so I'm going to say you agree with this, and we're going to move on. Um, that's really all the questions I got. Now, let's talk about, you know, Dan, I know you and I already talked about this in our baseball show. When do we get fans back? When do we get to get a crowd back? You're Not till August, September. You think it's going to be that long? Jaime, you're in a different part of the world. What do you think? Well, lockdown got extended here until April 30, so I guess they're going to give May a break and come back in June. Fair enough. What would you guys like to see when everything does get back to somewhat normal? Dan, let's start with you first. Do you want to see them kind of redo this and make the May, June, or even SummerSlam pay-per-view just a massive one? Or do you want to see, like, business as usual? Uh, I think your first pay-per-view out of this, you make it huge. What would... Book that pay-per-view for me, then. What would make that first pay-per-view out of the coronavirus so huge? What do you have to have in there? Are we talking just, like gimmicks galore are we talking about you bring back cena and hogan and flair and and michaels and austin and the rock and you just throw it out there like it's a damn wrestlemania you have good booking okay um flex that brain muscle you have braun reigns in a triple threat with one of the top heels on smackdown whoever that might be at the time um you have McIntyre, Rollins, Owens. I wouldn't mind seeing that match. Um, your tag match, you have that you have that three-way SmackDown tag match with those three teams again. Not singles match, not, not single competitors. You have that ladder match with them. You make it a TLC match for that. Um, your Raw Smack your, your Raw titles. I mean, see, I feel like the SmackDown tag team division is so much stronger than the Raw. I think the Raw tag team division is an afterthought. Jaime, same question to you. How do you main event this show? How do you main event this massive pay-per-view that Dan wants immediately after the shelter-in-place is lifted? Oh, it's all about a build-up. Like, I know, um, you main event it just like any other pay-per-view match, but it all boils down to how you build it up. So I'm looking at borderline attitude era stuff. Like the things Austin used to do, those type of stuff, to build up the actual matches. So you're because talking, that's going to gather the crowd. So you're talking we need to bring in motor vehicles, monster trucks. Monster and, trucks. Okay. Milk trucks. <laughs> well, hey, milk trucks were Kurt Angle's thing. Let's not infringe on a gimmick here. Um, no, I get what you're saying. You both are wrong. Let me tell you why. And this is coming purely from a, and I miss saying that, this is coming purely from what I believe is a more crucial psychological standpoint. When we all get back to leaving our house, we all want everything to go back to normal. Granted, we're going to have to find out what a new normal is. However, having a huge blowout, whenever that may be, on a random pay-per-view, unless it's a SummerSlam, is a terrible idea. Everything needs to go back to the status quo so we can all feel normality again. You're a terrible idea. What? You're a terrible idea. Why? Because of what you just said. It just makes you awful. How does it make me awful? Because How does it not? Why would you not want to have a huge event to show that we beat this virus? Uh-huh. And then when it comes back again, and don't you think it may be a little bit of a slap in the face to those that died? Hey, we beat this virus, except 10,000 people died from this virus because we weren't prepared and we didn't take it seriously. But hey, we beat it. Yeah. Natural selection. You're an asshole. You chuckled. Be uh, you was, chuckled. It was a snort of derision, jackass. No, it was not. You thought it was funny. No, I definitely did not. I'm pretty sure you're the one 
ladies and gentlemen, the views expressed by Dan Dord are not the views that are shared by everybody on this podcast and are not the official views of the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast. Please completely disregard what Dan says. If you are offended, you may find him on Twitter at DannyBananas to voice your concerns or displeasure toward anything he says during our show. We sincerely apologize for anybody that may be offended. I'm pretty sure you're the one that said that this was Thanos's finger snap. Pretty sure that wasn't me. Was that Jaime? That may have been Jaime. We're going to blame Jaime on it. Jaime, do you accept? Yes, you do. All right. Let's move on, shall we, boys? All right. Yeah. Uh, hey, you heard it, Dan. You heard him say it. All right, let's go. Let's do something. Let's bring back something. Dan, we already brought back your hot girl of the show segment. Do you want to talk about Mandy Rose for just a little bit? No, not really, because I'd rather talk about Liv Morgan. Really? You think she was better looking than Mandy Rose with the gold and... and Really? Uh, Mandy Rose just don't do it for me. It's something about her face. Liv Morgan just doesn't do it for me. She looks like a 12-year-old. Well, hey, Chris Hansen. How's it going? Uh, hey, how about you have a seat? Just have a seat. Just right over there. Just have a seat. Which which Liv Morgan do you prefer? The new prefer? Liv. Well, I mean, prefer, I mean, I prefer both. Yeah. Okay. The bubblegum Liv and the new Liv. But the new Liv's a lot hotter. How about the Enzo Amore Liv? In NXT, the one where, where she used to dress up like how Enzo Amore dresses up. Nah, nah, not that one. We're getting... Yeah, I'm not comfortable with this conversation anymore. How about Nikki? Can can we get a little bit of a dark horse hot girl of the show for Nikki Cross? I mean, you do what you want anyway. Oh, it is my show. Given the fact that you guys are only part-time hosts on it now, you're welcome. Everybody uh, listening. All right, fair enough. Jaime, let's bring back one of your segments. Give me the match of the show. Match of the show is the 24-7 title match. Yes, can we talk about this, please? It did not make our list of official matches, but Rob Gronkowski is the new 24-7-365-7-11-I-70 whatever champion. That's what Lauren needs to go about. Daniel? Daniel, Daniel. What, George? Shut up. Jaime, talk to me about how you feel about this. I actually expected Rob Gronkowski to win it, but I didn't expect him to be feuding with Mojo Rowley's best friend over it. Okay. Daniel, would you like to talk? You just told me to shut up. Well, I'm giving you the opportunity now. <clears throat> and gonna, it's gone. Gronk's going to hold the fucking title for six years. I doubt it. Although, if anybody could, it'd be Gronk. How many times has R-Truth been a 24-7 champion now? I lost it count. Up. Hold on. He wins it every now and then. I'd say more than every now and then, but yes, it is a lot. As Dan's doing some research on that. All right. We did everything else except the thing we're going to end this show with instead of beginning it with. Jaime, give me your one big thing from WrestleMania weekend. One big thing for... uh, They've introduced new ways of making matches. You have the Boneyard match which was better than the Buried Alive match, and you had a Fire Fun, Firefly Funhouse, which happens to work. So that's my big thing, because they're going to introduce more of these types of matches soon. Fair I want enough. you guys to guess how many times he's held the belt. 47. Not that many. 32. 35. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fair enough. Daniel, give me your one. You know who thing. the second who's second for most trains? Um Mojo Rowley? Yes. Who? Mojo Rowley. Oh wow, okay. Uh Dan, give me your one big thing from WrestleMania weekend. Um They did a great job with not much to work with. And they saved money on Pyro. Yeah, a little bit disappointed in that. Like, I know nobody was there, so why spend the money on Pyro? But it is mania, you know? Yeah, even Goldberg 
Goldberg went out to smoke to fog machines. Yeah, that just didn't seem right. Although, yeah, major. I, I mean, it was almost a Gilberg kind of entrance where you had two, just two guys beating on a wooden door, and not the usual, you know, cinder block wall with a steel door where it was, boom, 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 and that was it. Mm-hmm. And the guy just, no, it just, it seemed like Goldberg after taxes, and I think that's what it had to be. My one big thing was it actually happened. And I think in these trying times that we live in, that's a good thing. Wrestling has always been an escape. At least it has been for me. And got to escape a little this weekend. And we got to immerse ourselves in something to just kind of forget that we're all literally stuck in our own homes. That we can't do anything. That we're just, we have to basically exist until this thing is licked. Wrestling made us forget about that for about six hours. And I'm perfectly okay with that. All right, guys, we're going to cut this show short. Daniel, any parting shots before we say sayonara? You both are idiots, and I can't stand you. That's what the name of our Facebook group chat is called. Yes, thank you, Dan. We appreciate your contributions. Where can they find you on Twitter, buddy? I don't want them to find me on Twitter because of all the bad comments you made about COVID-19. It's at Danny Bananas. That's at Danny Bananas on Twitter, spelled just exactly how you think it sounds. Hi, May. What's up? Yeah. You guys can use the WWE Network all you want, so I'll be happy to pay for it. Just so we could produce this type of show every single time. Hi, May. You cannot say that because one of our listeners is going to take it seriously, and you're going to wind up paying for a thousand different accounts. Hopefully, we have a thousand people listen to us eventually, not cumulatively. But still, you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you, Jaime? Uh, just find me on Instagram at the Great JLA. I have better stuff on Instagram than on Twitter. On than my rants on Twitter. Yes, but make sure you don't do it from your own workstation because some of it's not safe for work. All right, and <laughs> you can find me in a bunch of places on Twitter at my name. That's at Ed Burkeen. You can also find me on Blogger, where I've started to keep a blog mainly to keep my own self sane. You can find this podcast on Anchor FM or Spotify or Google Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. All of our non-wrestling stuff will be on YouTube. This show, however, will be an audio exclusivity, which means you can only find us on Spotify, Google, and Anchor FM. M. Well, boys, it's great to get the band back together again. Any parting shots? That's what I thought. Hi, hey, stay on. <laughs> we'd like <laughs> to thank you all for listening. And as always, if you're not down with the Caps Locked and Chair Shots podcast, I got two words for you. Keep listening.